1: Hello, my friends. This is Andy over the Andy Falcon Show coming to you live from California. I have a great guest. Uh, I just put her down as my friend, Lisa, uh, because um, uh, she uh, recently had one of those videos. It was really important that everybody needed to see. Of course, that kind of video always gets censored and pulled down. Um, And so I'm trying to be a little bit more cautious. We'll see what ends up happening with this video uh, before we get to her and before we get to the great news uh, of what she has to say. And I think it's great news because there's some positive that's coming out of this thing. It's just a lot of people don't want you to hear the positive. (laughs) Uh, But first let's talk about a couple. Of my sponsors, really quick. I'm just going to give you the URLs and you can go check them out. Today's happycoffee.com. Today's happycoffee.com. Since I've been taking it, uh, you may or may not have seen the before and after pictures, but I've Uh, Number one, I've been happier than ever. That's why we call it the happy coffee, Uh, but I've also lost uh, some weight I can't make any claims that it's because of the coffee But I can tell you since I've been drinking the drinking the coffee. I am doing really good Uh, today's cbdoil.com You know that I had suffered with uh, anxiety depression some other stuff and the same thing I can't make any claims, but I can tell you coincidentally I started taking CBD and wow I feel great. (laughs) And so if you want some great uh, CBD, you're going to go to Viseo's. Uh, Viseo's is the product, but if you go there through Uh, todayscbr.com, Viseo is one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world. Uh, They make a great CBD using liposome technology, which allows the nutrients to get into your system. And then Viseo has some other great products. So go to todaysviseo.com for some of the other wellness products. All right. So I'm going to bring up my friend. I'm going to drop down uh, my... My lower third here, so we don't block anything uh, of, 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 of this great guest that we have here. Hey, Dr. Lisa, how you doing?
0: Hey there. How you doing?
1: <laughs> so I bring you cloak and dagger, right? We got to kind of bring you in secretly through the back door uh, so that uh, we don't lose our video. Uh, what I want to do first, Lisa, uh, as you're from Tampa, or you're in Tampa right now, Tampa yeah. Bay, right? Um, just uh, briefly, or as long as you want to take, uh, give us some of your credentials so that we know why we should even be listening to you.
0: Absolutely. So I am a triple board certified internal medicine, anti-aging regenerative medicine and obesity medicine doctor. And I run a very busy 8,000 patient practice that merges traditional and integrative medicine um, down here in Tampa. I have been kind of had my finger on the pulse of this COVID-19 pandemic. I felt very called to step up where I hadn't done a lot of kind of daily engagement or a lot of social media until this started. And I just felt like people were lost. They were being led by fear and confusion. And I stepped up and it started with just, you know, two to 400, 500, 600 views. A lot of it was my patients, just kind of giving them support, digesting the science, pulling in some spiritual affirmations to just keep them out of fear and it it accelerated to um kind of a viral video last week
1: right and so first i want to address this we were talking before we came on live um about the politicization of uh the the medical field and this whole thing that we're going to be talking about you know probably um and that is something also that i've i've recently began to believe that I don't know that this is about necessarily politics. There seems to be some other evils involved. At least that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> like, like, I don't understand how the FDA and other organizations that seeming uh, that, you know, claim to be, you know, want, care for us as human beings is blocking information, taking medication that's been uh, used for many, many years. And so, like you were explaining to me that you are shocked by, the, by how you are accused of being political. When in fact, you were not. You were just trying to give good, sound information uh, and pass on the good news that there may be something out there that might help.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you what struck me early on. Um, first, I was not, I was just hearing that there, you're going to die because there's not enough ventilators and stay in your house or you're going to you know kill your grandma or whatever so there were these extremes and i'm i don't resonate with extremes which is why i'm not political i just i don't i like to ride the middle and i sat there saying who's talking to humanity who's talking to the middle and that's why i started speaking up so i was kind of had my finger on the pulse really sticking with the science with people that i could trust more um online than on the mainstream media because I really was not comfortable with what they were, at least with how they were presenting it. I just, I felt intuitively um, that there was other agendas underneath the radar. I didn't really know what they were. I just knew I that was not something I wanted to engage in as my primary source of information. And what happened that really put up, turned on the bells and whistles was a couple things. One was when they were talking about flattening the curve. and my hospital here was empty and they were furloughing nurses and, and ER docs were getting laid off of their shifts. Um, and patients weren't showing up in the hospital for problems. I had somebody come in with a black toe and she said she was too nervous to go to the hospital. And they, I mean, it was an emergency. So those types of things were patients. It it just, everything didn't make sense. Okay. We were not going to overwhelm the healthcare system, but meanwhile, the healthcare system is taking furloughs and people are not getting their, the care they need.
1: Um, yeah, maybe I just want to interject because uh, yeah. there's a couple of times I'm a, a member of Kaiser. Uh, and during the beginning of this whole thing, uh, I had called because I, I, I felt that it was either myself or one of my children needed to come in to look at something that was not uh, related to the illness. Um, right. And they said, well, you can't come in right now and be, we're not taking any, you know, what do they call it? Not voluntary. What's it called? Um, you know, coming in for just like a regular check. Yeah. 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 And then, and then also, then I began to hear, well, you know, I think one day I had a cough, right? (laughs) And so, because I was getting kind of like all this information, maybe I should call and see what I got. And so I did, I called Kaiser and they said, well, make an appointment with an advice doctor. It used to be an advice nurse, but now they actually had a doctor talking to me. She went through some of the other symptoms and she goes, well, I don't think you have that. Uh, but if you get worse, then call us. Now, I'm wondering, <laughs> how, how many other things do doctors tell you, wait till you get worse? Like, we don't do that with cancer, right? It, early, uh, you know, signs of cancer are, are the best thing you can do. I mean, yeah. uh, isn't that the way with everything else? That it shouldn't you start treating something in the early stages? Not wait until maybe you do require Eventually.
0: Um, So those are great questions. And I would say in fairness to what has happened from the beginning, I don't I don't fault them for how they handled it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew what the heck this thing was. Nobody knew how people were reacting. We didn't have strong evidence or ideas of an early treatment. So back then they were doing the best they could. Everybody thought it was so incredibly contagious that they were trying to protect the environment of the clinical offices. I mean, I, we never closed our office, our building was screening people. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a lot of patients elect to do virtual visits instead of coming in. But the truth is, even as this thing went forward, what, when the, the big docs in California, I don't know if you remember that, but there was a, a handful of doctors that had this urgent care centers and they were collecting numbers and their numbers of cases and fatalities were not correlating with what was being presented in the mainstream media. And I always tap in intuitively to people and I really felt them just being honest and not having an agenda. And then they got censored and criticized, and that was when I really said, I don't know what else is going on here, but mm-hmm. I don't like it. And I'm going to keep scouring other sources to find a treatments that I could use for my patients if they need it. Um, you know, be more information about what could be driving this under the radar. Um, and, and, and I've just kept kept that going this whole entire time in terms of like my asking why, because that's that's what I do.
1: Yeah, so one, one thing I wanna hit before we get to uh, my main question that I have for you is that I you don't also see a lot of people talking about what you can do to to mitigate I guess is the word the chances of getting it and in other words how do you boost your immune system what vitamins can you take and that kind of stuff and early on I interviewed you back about a month or two ago I can't remember how long ago it was and you gave me a list of vitamins and then I saw another list of vitamins and I and I want to show you that I have the vitamins
0: <laughs> and, and i want to
1: tell you it's not cheap to have all these vitamins i gotta get your credit card out when you go there um and i will share a graphic that you have on your uh your facebook page that you created the uh, yesterday or later yeah. um, but you have a great and i and i loved it because when i had that cough i go you know what they don't want to know you know you know anymore they don't want me to come in so what can i do just in case uh mm-hmm. if i'm in the early stages what can i do and i found you yeah. I found your uh, your website, and then you gave me the list of vitamins, and uh, I feel great. I mean, uh, I feel good. Uh, There's a lot of pills to swallow, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I, I wanted
1: to know. I wanted to know what this. What is this? Monolaurin. Uh, mon, Monolari-
0: so monolaurin is an herb that. Or, well, it's a derivative of actually coconut, if you can believe it. They take it's something extracted from there, but they okay. it is. But it's, it's got pretty potent antiviral and immune boosting properties. So it's a good one to have around. I leave it in my house if anybody gets a cold, because you can okay. use it for any virus, but it also will just boost your immune system in general too.
1: OK, one other one. Uh, there's a bunch here, but I only had, I didn't know what Wobenzin was. Wob- what?
0: So OK, so there's there were two, on the uh, graphic there. Yeah. were it, It's a preventive regimen, which the most important three would be vitamin D at five to 10,000. With food, vitamin C. Usually, I say a thousand with meals and some zinc, uh, about 50 milligrams. That those top those are the three most important. And then we've got monolaurin and A on there too. They're just more potent antiviral or or boost the side of the immune system that fights viruses. Um, a. You have to be careful. You can go too high. You don't want to stay on it long term, but it definitely is good for right now when we were nervous about the potential of of catching COVID. The other supplements, including the Wolbenzyme and the other specific type of vitamin E and turmeric or curcumin and fish oil, when we discovered that there are two two predominant phases to infection with COVID-19, there's the early phase and then there's the later phase. The later phase is where you're getting the systemic cytokine storm that most people have heard of and that's an, an, a diffuse inflammatory process that can lead to a lot of end organ issues. So that's why we started seeing you know, diarrhea and, um, and GI symptomatology, some people getting rashes, some people getting neurological symptoms. So in an ideal world, we're preventing this in the first place, which is the regimen that we talked about first. Mm-hmm. But if you were to start to get more of the systemic symptoms, the things like, well, benzyme, which what that does is actually breaks up clotting factors. So when you, when you turn on a systemic inflammatory response, you can get clots. That was one of the symptoms and main complications they were seeing with really sick patients. Well, Benzyme goes in and breaks, that, breaks those up for you.
1: Okay, cool. Hey, and I want to remind everybody that's watching because I see the numbers going up. Uh, just go ahead and comment. Everybody's like frozen. Usually, I have a bunch of comments by now. Everybody's like just listening to you, like, apparently. But if you have any questions that I don't ask, that may uh, you may be interested in, feel free. Uh, and another thing I've noticed: some people are afraid to comment because somebody might see that they're liking some information. Like people are really scared of uh, being canceled. Uh, and, uh, and, and and just one more thing before I get to my final—not my final, but my, my main question—is. I respect you even more than I did before in the fact that you are speaking out because doctors are being canceled, right? They're being attacked. They're they're looking up like they always do. They look back to back uh, past posts that you had as a as a teenager and, and bringing all these kinds of things up. How worried are you that they're going to come after you now that you're speaking out a little bit more?
0: Um, well, I don't, I choose in my life not to come from fear. Um, I, I really feel that our job as doctors, through the Hippocratic Oath, is do no harm. And somebody has got to stick up and lead because people are so fear-based right now. It is, in my opinion, one of the primary things that is suppressing the immune system and increasing the actual risk of not only contracting the virus, but of having a worse outcome. So I felt called by my duty as a doctor to quell some of that fear. And in the same way that I stay in light and um, the love frequency, I just don't entertain the fear that, that, I'm, that something's going to happen. It was kind of shocking when they censored my video last week. Um, But that that is not going to stop me from speaking because I'm not saying anything that I think is controversial. I'm expressing my experiences, my thoughts, my intuitive um, approaches and things. So.
1: All right. Cool. All right. I want to be careful. I'm not telling I'm not asking you if there is a cure for this uh, this pandemic. I'm going to ask you, do you think there is a treatment uh, uh, for this pandemic?
0: So I think that there have been a lot of different treatments, which is what's exciting, that have come more recently to the surface. So obviously you've got the very controversial hydroxychloroquine, which is what's being censored and watched the most right now. But there are other drugs. There's an antiparasitic medication called Ivermectin that showed some promising results. Um, There is a prescription antiviral remdesivir that seems to help in later stages of the virus. And there's a lot of published data coming out on good old fashioned steroids. And that, especially in that inflammatory secondary phase, how using them both um, inhaled and oral can really turn things down and and help people get through this
1: is there can can you identify any stages of 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 getting the illness where you would use one over the other is like hydroxychloroquine would that be something in the very like me having a little itchy throat and kind of having some diarrhea possibly that might be the thing to start with or is some other.
0: so that's where the controversy again the data is coming out slowly but surely and we have to really look at where the studies are published and the quality of the study and one of my passions and goals is to develop a platform where we can have unbiased science be all in a hub so i'm trying to work on on getting that up for now i'm just having people go on my website and get on my email list so that I, i we have their connect their contacts so that we can kind of guide them when we have this ready to go. Um, But the studies that I have been able to review so far, it seems that if you get early in the symptoms, um, hydroxychloroquine is providing the ability to allow zinc to get intracellularly and zinc is a potent antiviral. And there's about four or five ways this drug seems to work. So it's also providing a more base environment instead of acidic and viruses don't do well um, in base environments. Um, it's helping to prevent the virus from like, really attaching to the membrane and getting inside the cell. So it has a lot of different places where it works, including blocking something called glycation, which is where a sugar molecule has to come in. And so I, from what I can see, that regimen that everyone's heard about that's so controversial is probably the best for early symptoms, um, but we are still having to be cautious when we prescribe it, when we talk about it, it's being censored and 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 we need more science, I guess is the, is the definite buzzword on that for right now.
1: All right, so what are your thoughts on, on this? You know, in some states you can't get it, like pharmacies are not allowing doctors to Prescribe it and it's been taken on the shelves even though it's been around for 50 years or some some odd time like that that it's uh you know like any other drug you could watch a commercial on pharmaceuticals uh of any kind and it's a 30 second commercial the first 10 seconds is on all the good things it can do and then the rest of it is all it's going to kill you or give you a heart attack or whatever um so there's no medicine that's perfect why suddenly because Maybe in a test, they found somebody that may have some heart problems, but then also they were over prescribing it. I mean, what what is this is just a little bit of madness that just seems to be, again, demonizing something, maybe for political reasons, but maybe not, maybe for some other reasons.
0: Um, So I would agree when you really look at the background of this medication, it's been out for 65 years. And the fact that it's over the counter in many countries (laughs) <laughs> um and believed to be safer than a lot of uh, over-the-counter medicines is fascinating. so it's also relatively inexpensive. so those are very positive things in regards to treating or you know early treatment of a, of a pandemic and even potentially prophylaxis. but we don't there's not enough data to be able to say all of that definitively so then you're bringing in the art of medicine as I like to describe it instead of black and white you know, left and right, um, right and wrong. So I think it is that when you go into something in the middle where the science is not totally clear yet, um, and there were some flawed studies, a couple that were, one that was retracted from the Lancet, then you end up opening space for some of these other secondary gains and agendas, which I don't like even guessing and getting into. Mm -hmm. um so we we don't know for sure
1: well then that brings me to my next question is about the vac this this vaccine (laughs) one of the several vaccines that are being created right now um 50 of the people don't take vaccines as it is right now (laughs) in our country um what about a a vaccine that's been rushed through uh it, it may potentially also have some side effects i mean what makes the vaccine going to be better than maybe some of the treatments that they're they're canceling I, I it's very confusing you got this other thing that's going to be coming in what what are they going to say about this vaccine once it comes up
0: yeah so that talk about a hot topic <laughs> more than hydroxychloroquine <laughs> so I tend to um, approach it from an arm's length at, at this point but I will say most uh, ideally vaccines are having A minimum of twelve to eighteen months. A lot of them are. It's more like ten to twelve years of research behind them before we can assure safety. And from my standpoint, this virus has been so misunderstood from the beginning. You know, first we thought it stayed on surfaces for fourteen days. Now it's a couple hours. Um, The so the infectivity, the, the how long people are contagious is still relatively unknown. A study just came out showing that it seems that you're most contagious in the first five days of symptoms, but the PCR testing they're using can show positivity for 10 weeks out. So if we can't even really nail down the mechanism of action on how this virus, like what, what the virus is doing, how can we nail down the viewer? Like, that's what I call it. Because it, it's, it's, it's just, it seems to me too early, especially when we have some relatively low risk medications to potentially treat it. Um, And we have a whole world of prevention because we're starting to understand that, you know, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, hypertension, being overweight, what these risk factors are, a lot of them have modalities and treatments that we could be jumping on to really decrease population risk. And we also don't understand where we are in regards to the potential of herd immunity, which would be a way to get people immune without having a vaccine. So there's just a lot of unknowns still.
1: Yeah. I'm one of those horrible horrible people that don't take a flu vaccine and don't vaccinate my kids <laughs> so I'll just I'll just throw that out there yeah. um, but I think think I do I know what the vaccine is there's a there's a great vaccine and that is um, uh, uh, good supplements uh, good health and eating good right and, and keeping the weight off
0: one more big one which is yeah. stay out of fear <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah your, your
1: brain and your heart is tied to the wellness in your body. I agree a hundred percent with you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I missed. I got to write that down to make sure I add that, but that, that is, it is, I've seen more fearful people in my and i am a former police officer, 21 years. Um, just for, They can't. I mean, just the news, just, uh, you know, picking up a book or you say a certain word and they go oh, and they get all crazy. I got in a fight with, you know, I get in fights with people now that I used to not get in fights with uh, because of I want to say because I'm not blaming them. I'm saying because of their fear. Right. When I when I when I try to give them good news or, hey, you know, there's some good things coming out in regard to the uh, hydroxychloroquine and, and supplements that I'm getting from, Oh, you don't know people are going to die. They're dying. So that's going to bring me to my next question is Florida soon going to be a, 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 state of walking dead. Because what I hear in the news is that it's bad in Florida, people are dying and it's uh it's so it's horrible. How bad is it in Florida?
0: Um, so I, you know, the case numbers keep going up. I will say from my standpoint, which is, I, again, I question everything. Um, <laughs> my practice of 8,000 patients, I've maybe had confirmed cases, maybe 30 or so. And out of those, one person that was in the hospital. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I'm supposedly in a hotbed here right now. Um, I will tell you what I have heard a lot of, which was urban legend until last week of, um, Oh, my God, I went to go get tested, but I left before I got tested and I still came back positive. Right. And then I had a patient tell me last week that her husband's a mailman for 20 years. He and his partner that on the route or had they make these um, government employees get tested and they signed up for the test on one line. And then they were in line for the repeat test. And I mean, for the actual swabbing test. And his wife called with an emergency and he left. And she told me that a week later, he got notified that he needed to be quarantined because he was positive and he never gave a sample. Wow. So that was a fair, it's not a firsthand, but it was pretty close. I mean, this was an older woman who's not not sucked into mainstream narratives, who was just telling me a story and was like, I said, well, what did he say? Did he go and tell them? she was like, well, he took the fur, I mean, he took the two weeks. <laughs> he got two weeks to <laughs> yeah, vacation. Why not? And, I, and so, so my long answer to your, what's going on in Florida, I mean, there's clearly been a lot of issues with the actual testing. Some, uh, one of the companies was only reporting positives. So the percentages were way off and they came out and corrected that um so i've gotten to a place personally where i'm not paying a lot of attention to those numbers anymore because i don't know what to make of them
1: you know i i, I bring this up a lot on, on the past shows that i've done uh, regarding this and other things that are going on in our world right now and that isn't in and they're doing the h1n1 that 2009 i believe it was is that uh you know we didn't close our schools although more children were dying of h1n1 than that have died in California, which is zero <laughs> of right. the COVID-19. Um, uh, we didn't close our schools, we didn't close businesses. And um, the administration at that time did not, they, they, they stopped testing. Like they said, we're not gonna test anymore because we already know it's a pandemic. Why the difference? Why why the difference of then they said, we don't need to test anymore because we don't need to know who has it. <laughs> but now th- now this one, we need to test it. Just like, that's all you hear. Like There's yeah. needs to be more testing. Millions of tests are being done, but we need more testing what What's the difference
0: yeah i I'm with you on that one. i It makes you question what who is behind it, who's making these rules, what a potential agenda could be because when we've had infectious you know, conditions like this in the past, this is like the first time in history where we've actually isolated and um, treat or you know masked up and isolated and and social distanced the healthy it's always been if you're sick stay home that makes a lot more sense if you're immunocompromised and you are at a high risk stay home wear the mask Um, we don't go around checking everyone for the flu during flu season like that's not something we do so i I, I think it stems from the past that we or so for, sorry from the fact that we really thought this was a lot more contagious than maybe it, it actually is so maybe that's the reasoning behind it but I don't understand at this stage and we can still jump on this and get the schools back open I don't understand at this stage where that has not panned out the in, the infectivity there was one big study where they had an asymptomatic person, they tracked 500 of his contacts. And I feel that what happened was there were six or seven people that got like a cold symptom, but nobody converted to a positive test, even people that he was living with. And you hear that a lot too, you know, cases in the home where the spouse doesn't get it. Um, so, so really you would think by this point that whoever is taking control of, of this narrative, would be changing more to what you said of let's stop testing. Like what happened with H1N1? Let's stop testing. And I right. can't, I don't have an answer for that one.
1: All right. Um, but also what we could do is take out all of the, um, the people that were living in nursing homes in New York. If you just took out those numbers, because right. I think that skews it because that was something that should not have happened. Right. Those people should not have it because they were putting, you know, Uh, positive COVID-19 patients in with other people that are at that age that are gonna most likely to die. And I I think that that's another thing that if you just took those numbers out that it would drop uh, considerably. Um, Then you have the people that are dying of car accidents that have COVID and they're going down as COVID deaths um, and so on and you, these numbers, like you said, these inflated numbers If you just really were to now take each one of them and look at him, okay, he died of a a crash. (laughs) You know, his head got cut off. Um, And so, like, you could take that guy out. Like, if you began to do that, we would probably see that it's really uh, a a, a lot. I'm not saying a lot to do about nothing, because I know that there's people out there that have people died from COVID-19. I know it's real, and I know people have died from it. But when we're talking about closing down a country, closing down schools, uh, you know, people are, are going broke. Um, I lost lost one of my main forms of income because of this whole thing. Um, and I'm hurting too. And I got four kids that are in elementary school, uh, that cannot go to school. And I have to also, I'm a single dad. I got to try to figure out how do I work. And now again, California shut down the schools. Um, uh, well, what, I, 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 there's no way of recovering and it's, they're They're really damaging this country with all of this madness. I didn't mean to go on a ramp and I'm sorry, but.
0: No, um, I, think I think it's important because when, um, when I look at what has caused the divide, and this is if you guys didn't see my live from today on on my Facebook page, I talk a lot about how I, again, I don't resonate with extremes. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out where it became political, why people are so divided. And I know a lot of it is just the fear and the uncertainty. So the topics that I see that really need attention are some of the things that have just been presented one way and then shifted another way or left out. So I things like the mask wearing, which everyone is now kind of agreeing that it, that maybe the studies are more supportive of the mask versus not, but we we didn't know that at the beginning, the surface issue that it's not on surfaces, but we were all freaked out that it was, um, the testing that we just talked about, uh, the medication and therapies and IV vitamin Cs and the ivermectin, like not just the HQ, um, controversy, but the biggest point or one of the biggest ones for me is exactly what you just said, which is the ripple effect. Everything in medicine is a risk benefit ratio. So not only is it not black and white and not an extreme, because I, it's the art of medicine where we take all these different pictures and we put, you know, we, all these different the symptoms and the person's particular history and their ability to afford a medication or whatever else before we come up with a treatment plan, right? right? It's, It's a blended approach. So when we look at this, we have to take a look at what the risks are from the benefit of closing the schools and closing the economy, which the benefit is not clear because the benefit was always billed as Flattening a curve. And guess what? The medical field has got this nailed. I mean, it's handled. Right. Hearing of places that can't handle it, even in Florida. Yes, yes, my hospital is busier. Yes, there are more people in the ICU. Yes, this is a real virus that has been really bad and killed people. Absolutely, nobody should be denying that. But when you look at that, okay, so what the benefit of of slowing that, which we're already having it covered versus the risk of millions of people having trauma, the increased suicide, the increased anxiety and depression, the calls I have in my office for Xanax prescriptions, the kids that are traumatized and they're not getting their formative years or not with their peers, frankly, just the lack of hugs. I mean, yeah need connect. They, we need connection. We need touch. Um, right. and, and nobody's nobody's talking. Just like nobody's talking about a lot of these preventive things we can do nutritionally and mindset and exercise. Nobody's talking about these ripple effects and the impact on everything for for may, way longer than this snapshot in time of this virus.
1: Right. And, uh, and just in my world, uh, and just to kind of back up your point here, is that, in, like I said before, in California, we have zero deaths from COVID-19 in children, um, school-age children. Uh, but I know in my personal world, three parents whose children have committed suicide uh, oh, in, this, in this period of time. So three. So we, uh, if far more, it just in my, in my world, can you imagine how many are actually having not, not only committing suicide, but struggling uh, with abuse and child molestation, because yeah. the, the teachers who would normally be able to recognize something like that are not seeing the children, uh, and so it's just it's much more than that. And I've I've already argued. I just got an email from the school board that said, thank you for your information, and we'll take it into consideration. That was their big response, <laughs> and I wrote a letter that had to do with a lot of information. Um, but uh, so yes, just the the support that I want to get to. Um, uh, Karen Jones uh, had a question here: Are there any recommended supplements for children?
0: so i don't I don't do a lot of of pediatric recommendations, but I will say the one I'm very comfortable talking about is vitamin D vitamin D is safe you can make sure it's probably the most important supplement for everybody um, and you can give even newborns about a thousand so that you can get liquid put it in some juice and um, and that's the best one to make sure that they've got on board
1: okay uh Amy Feltz felt says thank you for both of you for doing this and you're welcome. <laughs> I will do it as office, and Lisa will do it. Uh, both Lisa and I, you know, we have those schedules that are just hard to nail down. And I know that yeah. you're really busy, and uh, and I, I appreciate your lives that you do on a daily basis um, so much. They. Uh, especially the affirmation at the end—that's always awesome. Uh, before and I and I'll actually—I would love for you to do one at the end before we end this one, if you wouldn't mind. I don't know if you have one handy or not, or one you did this morning. Um,
0: sure, yeah, I did one. I did one this morning. I'll pull it over.
1: Before that, is there something that you really wanted to speak on that I wasn't smart enough to ask you a question about it? Um,
0: I think you're always awesome and smart, and uh, <laughs> we're you. flowing here. Um, no other than the fact that i think i would love your anybody who's hearing this to continue to question the narrative of why medicine why it's okay for medicine to be political i think mm. for me i i didn't go into politics i went into medicine to heal and i i'm questioning my sources now i'm questioning you know, these big bodies, uh, the American Medical Association, all these, all these institutions that have always given me information. And one of my other lives that went fairly viral as well was me just questioning that the hospitals or wherever people are getting tested, if they come back positive, they're just sending them home without recommendations, except for call your primary care. Mm. Okay, well, I'm a primary care, and nobody is telling us how to treat people. So I had to I've had to go under the radar. I've found doctors that are quoting the incredible results they're having in their practices. And that's what I've been prescribing, right? So we, I will say that in some ways, I'm happy that this has happened in a lot of ways, I think there's some really good things that have happened through this pandemic. Um, People are waking up People are are questioning the narrative where they weren't before. And if some of these um, different institutions, uh, if, if they have any kind of corruptness, the, if the journals do, if CDC or NIH or whatever else, whatever we're, we're kind of fishing through now, it's like hopefully whatever was not good is coming to the surface, being cleared out so that we can be led by truth, by unbiased, science and continue to have freedom in this amazing country that we live in that's my passion
1: I'm glad you said amazing it is an amazing country as much as people want to hate on it, it it's the, it's the, it's it's an amazing country and I, I have no idea why and that's most of my other shows are about that <laughs> but I'm so happy you said that really quick I got a couple questions that came in I hope you don't mind is liquid vitamin d3 good
0: yeah just make sure you're that you take d with food
1: okay because the, the food activates the D. Is that something that I heard you say?
0: No, it's a fat-soluble vitamin. So to mm-hmm. be absorbed appropriately, it needs a little bit of fat. So usually with a meal, I'll have people take it.
1: And that's what liposome technology does, right? It, it, it does. surrounds something it in fat. and got it. You look at me. I know I stuff. You're on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christy Davies. Uh, we take vitamin C, uh, reserve that thing, zinc, uh, and uh, daily in oh, pretty right. heavy doses. Um Taking melatonin at night so our bodies get sleep and are able to regenerate. Oh, so yeah. that's a statement.
0: That's all good. Yeah, that all sounds great.
1: <laughs> statement, not a question. Myself, husband, and daughter, and several friends yeah. also. All right. So you—that's are uh you think that's a good idea? Yeah.
0: I think it's great. I think it's right. sleep. I think the point about sleep. A poor sleep, disrupted sleep, not making sleep a priority is one of the number one ways to. Trigger high cortisol, which will suppress your immune system. So sleep's super important right now. All
1: right. Before you get to your affirmation, I just want to remind people that this is what you're seeing right now is a doctor who is tired of the stuff that is going on, who is speaking out. And that has been my message now every day. And I want to remind you that the silence is what is is hurting us? Uh, people being silent and not speaking out and asking questions, uh, and um, you know it, it, whether it's a Facebook Live or just simply on the phone calling, uh, you know your 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 congressman or senator or somebody, and, and beginning to speak. I say this is not right. Burning Bibles, uh, whether you're religious or not, uh, by BLM um, is wrong. I mean, it's just it's 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 just wrong. And speaking up and out against these organizations that really do not understand our country. Uh, And and that is, it should not be allowed. It should not be allowed to burn the Quran. It should not be allowed to burn our flag. It should not be allowed to do any of those things Uh, because again, we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. And all people should be respected. All religions should be respected. And I, and I just appreciate uh, the doctor coming on here and just in, in her videos and speaking out uh, and should be an example to all, uh, all of you. I know some of you are afraid to get fired and canceled, that kind of stuff. But if you don't speak out, then you, you're still going to get canceled. <laughs> you know, you st- this country will end uh, uh, this, the greatness that we had. So um, uh, uh, anything else uh, besides the affirmation?
0: I, I think we hit on a lot. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> All uh, right. So, it, what do you have for us, doctor, on, a, on yeah, an affirmation? So, so
0: in, typically in my lives, I'm I was i kind of dissect the science um, for a few minutes. I w- have been giving people actionable steps um, that they could start doing at home right away, and then I would end with a positive affirmation because your subconscious mind can be hijacked by the fear mongering by the collective fear and that keeps you in a predominant state being driven by your amygdala, which is our old reptilian part of our brain that really is like a fight or flight thing. When that happens, like we just discussed, your immune system is suppressed. So I love affirmations because they will help reprogram your subconscious. And if you repeat them, Um, maybe several times during the day, and you can do this simply around the house. You can put up like some stickies on your fridge or on your bathroom uh, mirror, something as basic as I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm strong. Um, You can get creative. Uh, But my affirmation that I will end for all of you guys uh, today is I am a thoughtful, connected, and healthy soul on a quest for knowledge and love. So, awesome. I can repeat that. Yeah. if you want me to say it one more time? I can. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I am a thoughtful, connected, and healthy soul on a quest for knowledge and love.
1: Says it all. Thank you, Dr. Lisa.
0: Thank you. You guys Thank have you a good everybody.
1: one. Thank you, everybody watching. Make sure and share and subscribe. Share it out. Send it in a private messenger and let people hear what Lisa had to say today. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) I I know, I didn't know.